You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 12. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you have wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello, my friends. How are you? I'm your host, Wayne Denner, and welcome, welcome to another installment of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you, thank you to everyone who has reached out and let me know just how much you're enjoying this show. That really does mean a lot. It's an honor to be able to produce this content aimed at those who are in business, those who want to start a business, or those who want to get into a particular career path, whatever that may be. On this show, we only hear from people who can add real value to you, the listener. Because let's face it, your time really does matter. You're giving up your time to tune into this podcast. I have another packed episode lined up for you today. I'm chatting to a good friend, successful entrepreneur turned local counsellor who has now set up his own brewery business, Connor McGreevy. The mantra is anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Having the correct information and people around you on the beginning of your business journey are of key importance. This is one episode you're not going to want to miss. Don't forget, as always, if you've not yet done it, please do stop by iTunes and rate and review this podcast. If you have anything you would like us to cover on the show, I would love to hear from you. Please drop me an email to podcast at wayndenner.com or send me a tweet to at wayndenner. All right, let's kick off. Are you ready? As always, do you have a cuppa and a chocolate biscuit? As these are prerequisites of this show. So if you're all sorted, let's get right into another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. So the main idea behind the Zero Lives podcast is really to hear about people who've crafted their own career for themselves. People who've really built businesses, people who have, you know, had opportunities presented to them and really taken control of those opportunities. Join me today on the Zero Lives podcast. We have Connor McGreevy. Connor, thanks for taking time out of an incredibly busy schedule to have a chat with me for the second time uh, uh, in relation to your career to date and, and some of the things that you've been up to. Paint me a picture of, 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 of what you've been doing for the past number of years. Getting into business, has that been something that you've always wanted to do or has it happened by chance? Did you leave school thinking, you know what, in a couple of years' time, I'm going to set up my own business. I'm going to become successful. Maybe I'm going to you know, get into a career in politics. How did it all come about? Wayne, uh, first of all, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity here to speak on your podcast, a uh, podcast I've been listening to. Um, as you've been putting it out, it's very good and it's good to get something out there for young people to listen to and get ideas and start thinking about uh, future opportunities. Myself, I suppose I sort of um, came around by chance nearly. Um, circumstance maybe uh, put me in a certain direction. I, I suppose I've always been working, Wayne, from a very young age, um, from uh, fishing boats to farms to building sites uh, whatever I could do, I was always working. I was always pushed out the door. I was always pushed by parents to go and work. So I got into business in 2006. I formed a limited company. 2005, I really started. And the uh, sort of personal circumstance at the time sort of set me off in this course um, and around the family and that. I don't regret it because it's enabled me to achieve a lot of dreams and things that I could only ever really dream of in terms of employing lots of people now. Um 
creating profits to reinvest back into the business to build it further to also offer sponsorship to local community groups uh, festivals sports teams etc etc and that's what business is about for me it's all about your corporate social responsibility now so that's where you are now that's where you've gotten to so let's rewind and go back to whenever you were at school uh, what opportunities were presented to you at school did you did you know about what it was you want to do obviously you would have been going to your careers teacher uh, you would have been getting a bit of advice in relation to a career path that you wanted to follow um, what was it like back then yeah well basically I suppose I grew up in Bonham and Twain and uh, went to the Red High in down Patrick and at 16 years of age we uh, moved as a family down to the Mourns and uh, what, what happened at that stage was I transferred school and so at 16 years of age I was moved to St Louis Grammar School in Kilkeel and I was faced with all this uh, difficulty uh, going from an old boys school to a mixed school very much actually more girls school so I went through a bit of a bit of a patch or rediscovering life if you want in, in this new school and at that time I wanted to be an architect when I thought that's the career path sounded good all the rest of it might have good money apparently I don't know but so I picked the A-levels based on what a careers teacher had said to me those were the wrong A-levels for me to do um, and as a result I didn't get the grades at, at the end of A-levels to get into the architecture now somebody may be thinking about doing their A-levels or studying for their A-levels this year what advice would you give them um, pick something that you're going to enjoy Pick something that you think you're good at and do your best. But at the end of the day, don't uh, feel that that's the be-all and end-all because I have to say we have a fantastic Southern Regional College here in Newry um, who offer lots of courses that will set you on the career path that you want. Um, you don't need to go and do A-levels to get into university, to go down there spend thousands and thousands of pounds, especially in today's uh, climate because people are coming out with debt uh, up, up to their ears and they'll be paying it forever. So um, take your time. Think you've got a lot of time out there. You know, uh, I, I continue doing courses we in right throughout. Um, it's only, I'm only, what, a couple of years now since my last course finished. And, you know, I still look at other things too. You're always developing. So it's not the be-all, end-all. Do what, as I say, do what you think you're good at and do what you enjoy and see what happens. And from there, make your decision, you know. So invest in yourself is a key, a key message that you're trying to get out today. 100%. And, and seriously, um, you need to look at it and think it's not just a straight line. Your career path is not a straight line. You will change. And, and in five years' time, you will think, right, am I still on this right path? Is this the path for me? I'm going to flip it all over again and do something else. Um, you know, within business too, Business, you're always developing your business. I sort of off uh, CTS projects with a sort of five-year plan. A five-year plan was out of date within a lot of months. And then I developed a new five-year plan and I'm on to my second or third five-year plan now in, in terms of CTS projects. And I know you've got to take opportunities and that will, again, set you off on a different path. And just be willing to let life go and see where it leads to. But you still need to have a vision, roughly, of what you want to achieve. Some people won't want to go and start their own business. Some people will want to start their own business. Some people will have the drive to do it and some won't, you know. But give it a go. Give it a shot. So you went on to university. Uh, what did you study in university? Yeah, <laughs> went on to university. Uh, sort of went on to university when um, I got, as I said, I didn't get the grades, so I went down to Queen's. Same as everyone else. All my friends, they're all starting university. I went down and basically begged them, please, please let me in. And the thing that let me in to do was geography, 
but they wouldn't even let me in the first year. It was first year minus one. Um, <laughs> so I got to do first year twice. It was called level zero or something, something fancy and technical. So I went and completed that. And what was good actually about it, looking back, was that actually it wasn't just straight geography because it gave me a very wide perspective. I got a wee bit of uh, European politics as a module. I got archaeology as a module, paleoecology or something like that too. I can't even remember what it was, but it, it opened up a, a very wide spectrum for myself to look at. I went down through it and completed it for four years then, came out with my 2-1 barely. I think I had to argue that. I think it was a, a 1% below and I argued with the, the lecturer to get me up and over the line. So I got my 2-1. And from that way in, again, I came out and there was no jobs. You know, it was 2004. There was nothing out there at all. And that's the challenge that many young people have today, Connor. When they're leaving school, when they're leaving college, they might have got the good qualifications, they might have got the good GCSEs, they might have got the good A-levels, they might have got the degree, the 2-1 or the first or whatever it is. But when they leave that academic institution, there's no jobs. So th- yeah. it wasn't that much different than than you had to experience. No, it's exactly the same today as it was back then, to be quite honest with you. Um, you're coming out and every job you go for, they're sitting going... Have you two years experience in this? Have you five years in that? Have you six months working in some country or whatever? And the reality is you're coming out with a bit of paper and you don't have that experience. So the best thing to do is get the experience all around. Get out there, volunteer um, within organisations, ask for a week placement here and a week placement there. Uh, during your summer at university or whatever, take yourself off, get yourself into a a job in a different country or whatever you can do to build up the experience in your CV because that is what employers are looking for. They're looking for people to come in and uh, that have a bit of experience behind them to be able to do the job. And there is others, of course, who will offer programs, internships and things like that. And that that's a good step into career, but they're very limited out there. Now, you're on actually the other side of the fence now where you're actually the employer as opposed to the employee going out, knocking the door, looking for the experience, looking for the foot in the door, where you're the employer now. So you obviously see people coming to you, people fresh out of university, people maybe who've been unemployed, people who are looking new opportunities. What sort of thing do you look for in uh, an employee? Yeah, again, it's experience. When I come back to my own experience, I came out and I moved myself in to do a postgrad diploma in management and then volunteered on Job Seekers Allowance, volunteered with a, a company called Michelle Parkman to get experience on the engineering field. Um, so again, I'm looking for someone who's had that ambition and that drive to go out there and say, yes, I know I need to get experience in the job. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get that experience. Have that can-do attitude. And I think around this area in particular, in Uriah Morn, um, a lot of people have that can-do attitude. You say to them, will you do that? Yes, I can. And that, to me, is what I'm looking for as an employer. Now, you mentioned earlier on in relation to your first year at university, you got an opportunity to, to, get, to get into Queen's to study that degree in geography. You mentioned European politics. Is that something that started the Conor McGreevy uh, politics career? Um, looking Did that back, give you the flavour for it? <laughs> looking back, it probably, it probably was a driver at the time. We and yeah, um, I, I got... Uh, as part of that module, I got a chance to go up to Stormont and I met Ian Paisley. I mean, what age were you when you got into politics? Young. <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, when did you become an elected official? Well, 2011, I became a councillor in the local area. Um, I was a councillor up until recently enough, uh, four years I was a councillor. So that's a pretty big achievement for, for, for somebody as young as, as, as yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was the youngest councillor in 2011 when I was elected, youngest councillor in Uri Morn. And uh, like everything in, in life, I took it by the horns and, and made a go at it. And I take great 
personal pleasure in looking back on the 2014 uh, election where my vote increased even though I had lost so much area I had you know, the smallest area out there and my vote still increased so I think people were saying yeah he's doing a good job he's working hard but politics is about community win for me it's about helping people um, and sometimes I suppose party politics in Northern Ireland can take away from that can distract you away from that from the core and the core reason why I got into it and I was to help my community prosper I'm doing it now through business and uh, helping people I will find other ways of doing that you know I'm a volunteer to a local football club and you know I'm, I'm actually going to head off to the Philippines now for 10 days in, in October to help people out there who suffered after the typhoon you know so that is politics and that's what it's about for me um, but again there's careers out there for people who want to be in politics in Northern Ireland um, and we're lucky that we're now in that situation Now you must have learned a lot through that uh, period of being involved in politics, you must have you know, learned a lot about how things work. And I mean, that's all skills now for you, Connor, in your business world that's transferable. Yeah, transferable skills, Wayne. It's a, it's a very, um, well, I suppose it's an often cited term, but it is very, very relevant in all walks of life. Um, transferable skills from your school into your uh, career, from your university into your career, from... From politics in the in the my business, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, learning how organisations, how the public sector works. It's, it's opening doors, contacts, and that's what's about too. That's what I'm saying. The people get your experience, volunteer, do whatever you can because you just don't know Northern Ireland. Ireland is a very small place. Get out there and you'll mix with people and you'll find out that there's an opportunity down the line, down the road for you. And you know the skills that you'll learn out there through volunteering for a local festival committee. Um, be it uh, being a PRO for them be it being the finance officer it all applies in the real world which is the, the, the working world and it's given you those transferable skills that you might need yeah absolutely and that's what I got from politics I got a lot of transferable skills I mean some people wouldn't believe it but I wasn't a very good speaker in terms of public speaking back whenever I got elected um, you shouldn't have to learn whenever you're sitting there's uh, 29 other councillors sitting looking at you in a, in a boardroom who have a lot more experience than I ever have or probably will in terms of politics I had to go toe to toe with them and you know you learn how to do that you also learn how to compromise when that's key out there even within offices etc you need to learn to compromise with your uh, other uh, colleagues within the office you've got to meet people halfway. You do. You go, you've got to meet people halfway. Now, tell me, one of the big things about this podcast, it's all about getting people to think about their career path. It's also getting people to start thinking about maybe the potential that they might have to start a business. You know, that's a big thing. You know, you know, I run a small business. You know, you're running a business. I mean, you built your business from a very much a grassroots level. I mean... Tell us some of the, the, the key success stories of CTS over the past couple of years. I mean, you, you know, it was built from a very much small, small business. Yeah, well, Wayne, as I said at the start of the podcast, basically it was uh, circumstances I, I, that drove me in, in a certain direction. Um, I suppose I had aspirations to go to Australia and all the rest. But I can still do all that because I've built the business where it is. But it was small, grassroots, as you say. It started in the front living room of my house. I started with just me on, on a phone and a computer, basically trying to sell energy efficiency uh, boilers. Um, at the time, and then I had a job. I got, my, I got a break in 2000 and, uh, I have to think now, 2005 maybe. Um, I got a break with Navtech, which is making geographic maps for Satnav. And then in 2006, I moved on to Building Control. Um, within Building Control, I was able to 
request special leave to get the business really going and I was working three days a week and building the trolling two days a week then the business once it started to roll a wee bit started um, integrating with people started talking to people networking etc and then you know a couple of tenders um, grew it from there next thing I took on uh, a couple of employees who were family members which is a big step for many business it's a great step win because yeah. then all of a sudden especially when it was family members everyone's relying on the same uh, pot for, for the money to come in and cover the overheads Six months, I had no money. I, I lived on my credit card uh, because I believed in the vision, uh, and the vision was to build the business to a certain level and push on at it. You know, um, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You're not going to start a business and be earning a hundred thousand pounds a year, fifty thousand pound pension pot, and, and a new uh, Porsche nine eleven overnight. Um, and sometimes, yes, you, you have that ambition, to have that vision, to have that. That's good. But take your time, take the small steps, be willing to to crawl and, and build it from there. And sitting here today, like we uh, announced a new four million pound contract there only a couple of weeks ago, which is uh, absolutely you know a delight for everyone. And um, we're increasing our employees, and it's I suppose where I am now, Wayne, um, is where I wanted to be back whenever I started the business in two thousand six. I wanted to be looking at what the exit strategy is, and that's what you have to have in mind. You start a business, is it something that you're going to do just to earn a wage for you and your family? Is it uh, a business that you're going to you know, keep going until you maybe want to retire and you want to pass it on down the line to your family? Or is it a business that you want to build to sell off or bring an investment to allow you to take a, a step back and look at other business opportunities? For me, it's very much uh, the third option in that there, which is to build it up to a certain level to sell it or to bring an investment which will allow me to remain as maybe a majority shareholder or even a minority shareholder to concentrate on other business opportunities out there. Now, it hasn't been easy. I'm sure there have been some challenges along the way. I'm sure there have been pitfalls. I mean, you know, uh, you know, that hasn't put you off. No, look, um, within business, it seems life, you will face challenges and they'll come at you whenever you're not expecting them. Um, for instance, uh, last year, um, we faced uh, a dilemma where we were awarded a new £6 million contract, which was then legally challenged, and we ended up where we didn't get it now we faced that challenge where we were sitting with people ready to go we needed something to put them into and I had to cut the trough of the suit as it, as it happened we got a bit of luck a month later where we picked up another contract you know so um, you will face these challenges and difficulties you will face the problems um, employees having employees creates its own problems too keeping that team momentum and you know sense of feeling part of a team etc is very difficult you know we try to do that through sort of charity events and um, word blue for pips word pink for breast cancer um fridays is, is like a non-uniform day if you want to go back to school terms you know to try and create this team atmosphere that people feel part of it and they can see that working here delivers something back to the community but you know you face lots of challenges when absolutely now um tell me this um you know, you've built a business, it's going really well, it's successful, you're employing lots of people from the local community, you had a, a career in politics, mm-hmm. um, that opened up its own uh, new new routes for you. You're now looking at a new business. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, many people would think, you know, that's <laughs> it, I'm happy with the one business, you know, let's just, you know, I'm good with this, this is going well. If it's not broken, don't fix it. But what are you trying to do? You're trying to set up another business. Yeah. Tell us about this other business. Yeah, um... Where's them uh, crazy pills there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I'm passionate about. When it's a brewery, it's a microbrewery, uh, it's beer, 
and uh, more mountains buried. So it's something that I'm passionate about. I want to see happen. I was going to actually do something like this um, a number of years back, probably before I got into politics, but it would have been a much smaller scale. Now that I'm out of that, now that I've built CTS to where it is, then it's now um, available to me if you want. And opportunities are to build this and develop this as a brand and business in itself. And going back to my previous comments about exit strategy and things like that, you know, I very much see CTS um, at a level now where I need to consider, can I take it to the next level? Maybe I can't, maybe, maybe I will. But I need to build a team, management team in there, which will enable me more time uh, to build more mountains brewery. I mean, microbreweries are taking off across the world. People are interested in them. Uh, and it's, it's new. And I suppose that's what business is about, is taking that opportunity with and taking that risk. Taking the risk. Be willing to to go and challenge yourself. Um, create your focus, your drive and your ambition and challenge yourself to take the opportunity that's presented. Because if you don't, you know, you're going to look back in a couple of years' time and regret that because you will see others take it on themselves and develop it. And every one of us can develop a business. And what many people forget, I mean, I, I read a quote one time that says it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And many people forget that. You know, they like the idea of running a business. They like the idea of working for themselves and being their own boss. But what they forget is the sacrifice that it takes, the investment. You know, as you well know, you know, certain parts of your life suffer for a period of years because you're trying to invest all your time into getting this business up and running. And that hasn't changed. No, um, um, there is no simple formula. You can buy all the how to start a business books. uh, Self-help books you you want. all that sort of stuff. And the bottom line is, it's pure graft. You've got to be willing to put the hours in and the time in. Um, funny, you mentioned 10 years. 10 years next uh, next year is CTS, you know. We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And to look back, it's just a flash. But the hours and the hard work has went in over that period of time to build it to where it is today. And I know with the brewery that I need to put in that same effort. we bit different in that I'm not starting from zero. In terms of you know CTS, CTS had to start basically with a uh, whatever it was a five year old PC that wouldn't even start sometimes you know and scrambling around for a pen you know you're starting from absolute zero whereas the brewery is starting with me being able to invest money back in from the existing business you know CTS um, but anybody starting coming out of school starting a business you've got to work hard you've got to put the hours in there's no other substitute for it so wouldn't all do it now tell us you know there's a lot of people going to be graduating in 2015 you know what advice would you give somebody graduating in 2015 who's looking to get their foot in the door with a growing company such as CTS more and mountain brews I mean what are the sort of thing that you're looking for for your next employee you know what advice could you give to those young people who are listening to this podcast right now that are going to graduate in 2015 sort of things that they need to be thinking about the things that they need to be turning over in their brain right now to get themselves employer ready um, again go back to the key word we and get experience you know to see whenever you've got your week off there at Easter instead of heading away to wherever Donegal Lanzarote or whatever um, go knock the door knock the door of a business like, like ourselves or many others right across there and say look I want to come in here I want to work will you give me two hours three hours five hours eight hours a day I'm not looking paid I just I want to shadow you I want to see how your business operates and then at the end of it give me a reference will you you know those opportunities are out there but you've got to display that can do attitude you've, you've got, got to be hungry for it you've got to be hungry that's what it's about you know 
Um, it's like the old football cup final. If you go out there thinking you don't have to do anything, you deserve to have the medal, the cup at the end of it, you're not going to get it. But if you go out there and say, I want that, this is mine, I know it, I can vision, I can see it in my head, me, me going up there, them steps and picking up that cup. If you can vision that, if you can get that focus in your head and get the hunger that you want it so much and so bad, then you can have it. And that is the thing that we need to get into our young people from a very young age. We need to get them hungry from 11, 12 years of age to want success, to want to go out there and make it and be the best that they possibly can be in whatever walk of life that is, um, be it business, be it uh, through a voluntary uh, group or whatever it is. If you're hungry enough for it, you can do it. And that's what I'd be saying. Demonstrate to me on your CV, demonstrate to me in an interview that you're hungry and you want it. How many people have I interviewed and I've asked them, tell me what you know about CTS projects? And turn around and say, uh, well, yeah, I think you're involved in heating. <laughs> you know, that's only one aspect of our business. And that yeah. means somebody hasn't logged on even to a website. That's someone who's not hungry. You've got to go beyond that. Um, Eric Thomas, motivational speaker, uh, a great quote of his is, when you want success as much as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And just like what you're saying, you've got to want it. You've got to have the hunger for it. You've got to vision what it is you want to achieve and you've got to work towards that. You've got to put in the hours. You've got to graft. You've got to make the time. Yeah, and take the, the take, take the risks. Take the risks and opportunities, you know. Someone starting a business in 2015, thinking about, you know, branching out on their own. You know, they're going to make that start. They're going to go out on their own. They've worked for a company for a number of years. They think that now is the time for them to start their business. What advice would you give for people in 2015 taking that leap and going out on their own, as you once did? Yeah, first thing I say to them is take the risk. Take that opportunity. If you believe in it and you want it so much, do it. Whenever you want that, you'll make it a success. But also, be willing to talk to people, sit down with people, listen to their stories, uh, ask for their advice, because um, you cannot just do it on your own either. You, I mean, again, back to the football analogy here, William, you can't win the cup on your own. It's 11 players on the team. So you need others around, you need a support network, you need a mentor, or maybe two mentors. You mightn't have to you know, listen to them, or you mightn't even like what they say to you sometimes. I get that all the time. But, you know, some... Um, have that support network around you because there, there's people out there willing to help. I think that's a really bit of, key bit of advice there, what you've just said, and having that mentor. I think everybody should have at least one, if not two, mentors. Yeah. And it's something that I've had throughout my business. You know, people that I could go to and people who knew more than I did, who were a bit older than me and who'd been around the block a little bit longer, who'd made the mistakes that I was potentially going to make. Yeah. And I could bounce a question off them. That is completely invaluable. Absolutely. I still have that t- today. I mean, when I was in politics, I had a political mentor, you know, in business of business mentors within sport of sporting mentors. And people you know. don't actually want money for that. No. They're, they're, they're happy for you to go along, take them out for a coffee. Yeah. And that's what people, many people think, well, that's going to cost me money. It doesn't have to cost you money. No. I mean, if somebody walked into me today, 16, 18, whatever, 25 years of age and says, Connor, I've got this idea. What do you think? Would you run your, your eyes over it and give me some advice? I'd do it all day long. No problem whatsoever. I'm not out there trying to steal other people's ideas, nor are you, Wayne, because you've got enough on your own plate and, and, and I do too. So all you're trying to do is help people, guide them, and watching them be successful pay it back. gives you a bit of success. Exactly, it's paying back what people have helped you with, and that's what it's about. So get a mentor, get someone out there that's willing to help and guide, and I'll say, they're going to tell you some things that you don't like, and that's fine. You know, you say, thank you very much. I'll talk to you next week whenever I've got a different question. Um, and, you know, 
you work your mind. It's all about thinking. Take your time too, you know, because there's lots of it. I think the mentoring is really important and having a good mentor. And it was something that I didn't have until later in my business career. Mm. I mean, when I was starting out, I was kind of, uh, you know, but, you know, I, I can do this myself. I don't need nobody. You know, I, yeah. I can build this business or whatever. And I realized pretty quickly that, you know, you can't do it on your own. You need to have, as you said, Connor, a couple of moments ago, you need to have that support network around you. You need to have yeah. people you can rely on. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you need to have a person you can bounce the questions off. Yeah. And, I mean, there's different types of support network too, Wayne. I mean, uh, there's, there is InvestNI and there's NI Business Info and things like that online. Um, and that's grand. I believe you're going to get quite a academical sort of response from them. However, if you have people like yourself who's in business, I think you get more value sometimes out of that. There, you know, someone who's maybe faced that same challenge, you know, someone who's faced the the check being handed over to them that's bounced, and they're sitting going, "How do I pay the bills?" You know, it's happened to me, and and you're sitting going, "Oh dear, how do we survive the next one month, two months of the business here?" You know, so I'm seeing if you listen to a couple of people and you've heard their stories how how they got through it. You start thinking and you find your own solution. And that's what it's about. Business is about solutions, it's about compromise, and it's about taking the opportunities. There's no doubt that the, the, the information that you're adding, Connor, in this, in this podcast today is adding incredible value to listeners. I mean, I think what you're saying is really important. And I think it's something that, that everyone who's listening to this podcast right now needs to reflect on and needs to think about their own journey moving forward. How can people get in touch with you if they want to find any more information out about CTS, the new brewery that's going to be coming online very, very soon? I know you're probably going to be hiring for people further down the line. How can people keep up to date with your movements and what you're doing? Yeah, well, um, I suppose my Twitter account there, Wayne, which is at Connor1, C-O-N-N-A-I-R-E number one. Um, they get me on Facebook, uh, Connor McGreevy, they look that up. Um, or even send me an email, you know, Connor, C-O-N-N-A-I-R-E at ctsprojects.net. I'm more than happy to help anyone or talk to anyone or even listen to their stories too. So anybody out there who's got an idea, who's interested in a bit of advice or needs a sounding board, you know, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here. Brilliant. Connor, thanks for taking time out to join me on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks, Wim. Good to be here. I don't know about you guys, but it's always great to hear an insight on a person's business journey, the obstacles which they have had to overcome and the strategies which they have used in order to make things happen. It's really amazing what you can achieve if you put your mind to it, you roll up your sleeves and you get stuck right in. I think Milton Berle said it really, really well. If an opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. I absolutely love that. You've just got to make it happen. You know you can do it. I know you can do it. And that's what this show is all about. Hearing from those people who are making it happen and helping to add real value to you, the listener, to make it happen in your life. When I hit areas which I get knocked back on, I always stop, shake it off and give it another go. You know you can make it happen. Don't forget if there's something you would like us to cover on the Zero Lives Left podcast, please do drop me an email to podcast at waynedenner.com or send me a tweet to at waynedenner. We're going to be coming back very soon with another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. But in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in.